Like I know the fucking words, B. <laughs> Shit, man. I feel like that was appropriate, you know what I'm saying? Little Margaritaville Jimmy Buffett up in this piece. Because I just got back from the Keys. <laughs> I'm gonna choke to death on this fucking podcast, man. So yeah, I just got back from a little work trip from the key out. First off, what the fuck, man? It's episode 32. Welcome back. Pleasure to have you here in my humble abode, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, episode 32, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I had a little work trip down in Margaritaville, you know what I mean? Well, first off, what's today? Uh, Wednesday the 24th, so since last time we talked, I think I had mentioned I was going up to the beach house to see my brother, got to spend some time up there, which is always good, my dog Stu, and his queen, Elena, 
came up to join us um saturday we ended up getting a little tipsy or they did at least so <laughs> they stayed the night at the crib you know what i mean ended up piecing back sunday and then i drove back to orlando sunday also a big shout to Stu and elena they just informed me they've been engaged for a while i guess they finally landed on their wedding date of march 2022 so a year from this coming month so much love and shout out to them Big dude digs, you know I mean? That was actually, so if you recall back, uh, Stu and Elena, that was the, I told you the story about them when we were downtown. She was the one who was being crept on by uh, those fucking potential human traffickers. So yeah, those are my homies. Uh, shout out to them. You know, came back here Sunday, Monday, regular work shit. Was just working from home, and then Monday night, I went and dropped Rook off at my homie Joey's crib to hang out with her little boyfriend, Buddy, his dog. <laughs> um, I took her over there because at like 6 a.m. on Tuesday, I started my journey. Yeah, by journey, you know, like I said, <laughs> I had to go down to the Keys for work. So I got up at 6 on Tuesday, started my drive, didn't get down there till probably, I mean, close to like 1 or 2 o'clock. I had to drive all the way to Key West. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're unfamiliar with Florida, it's like a weird-ass shape, you know what I'm saying? But So from Orlando to Miami is a solid three hours, I would say. And then the Keys is just south of Miami, right? So you wouldn't think it takes very long. But the thing with the Keys is it's such a thin strip of land. There's one highway basically connecting everything from Homestead, the very southern tip of the continental Florida, all the way down to Key West is just one fucking highway, the overseas highway. And most of it's one lane. <laughs> it does break to two lanes here and there so you can pass or like trucks can get off and do construction or whatever they got to do but yeah man for the most part it's a one lane fucking highway both ways so yeah it takes a while man so i was cruising down wednesday ended up getting down there around a little after lunch you know what i'm saying did my work shit what i had to do and then I scooted on back north to Key Largo and got a hotel in Key Largo. Um, and I ended up, I got to the hotel, I don't know, probably at like 6 or 7 p.m. So that was yesterday, basically a fucking 12-hour work day, which, you know, is what it is. Honestly, at first I was kind of complaining and shit, at least like to myself, you know what I mean, when my boss hit me up about making this trip down there. I was like, man, fucking six, seven hour drive, you know what I mean? I got to find a dog sitter, all this other shit. And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, dude, people are literally freezing to death in the in our fucking country right now. Like we talked about last episode, Texas all throughout the, cent the uh, central portion of the country, people are without power, without heat, without water, fucking literally freezing to death. And here I am complaining about driving to Key West, like one of the most fucking sought-after vacation destinations around, you know what I'm saying? So 
fucking slap myself back into sense. Yeah, you know I mean, sacked up, did it. Stop being such a bitch about it. And yeah, it actually ended up being a great trip. So, <laughs> um, but I will say, man, so I'm at the hotel, right? And like I said, it was a long ass day yesterday, Tuesday. So this morning, I made a point to get up early just so I could, um, I could take advantage of my trip. You know what I'm saying? The day before, I'm literally driving all day. Drove fucking 10 hours, 11 hours for an hour's worth of work, which is sadly just how it is sometimes. But either way, so yeah, this morning I got up at like 5, 5.30. I hit the little fucking gym they had at the hotel. You know what I mean? Got myself a little complimentary breakfast. Yeah, I mean, little scone in a smoothie. Yeah, me. If you know me, I'm the smoothie god. All right, they call me KP Smooth. You understand? JB Smooth better watch out. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking around. Um, but I do love these smoothies. So yeah, I had a little fruit smoothie, some coffee, fucking blueberry scone. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I had some, I had a big ass fruit bowl that I had bought in for dinner the night before and I had some of that left over. So I was munching on that too, but I'm taking my time, you know what I'm saying? Trying to enjoy the trip. I know I got another four hour drive back to Orlando. So I'm like, let me fucking, let me just, uh, milk this a little bit if I can, not even milk it, but just enjoy it while I'm there instead of getting up. You know, normally the day starts at 7.30 for work. So normally I would just get up 7.30, boom, I'm out the door. But fuck that, Dunn. Alright, like I said, 12 fucking hour day on Tuesday. So push the, the start time back a little bit, you know what I mean? After breakfast, there's a pool and stuff, which is cool. But in the back of the hotel, it was butting right up against the water, the Gulf side, right? And... They had like a little private beach area that they maintain. They kind of fucking rake the sand and keep it clear and everything so all the guests can, you know, enjoy the beach and shit. Because you know the Keys? The thing about the Keys is it's it's fucking rocky as hell. Like people think Florida, sandy beaches and stuff, and the fucking continental, you know, mainland, um, you know, the main portion of it definitely is. But then if you go down to the Keys, it's really rocky. So, fuck, dude, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you already know. My memory's fucking trash. So they cleared out the 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 beach space and stuff. So I'm out there just kind of swimming. You know, no one's really up yet. This is like 6.30, 7 in the morning. Actually, people were up, but all the old people just came out just to look at the sunrise like fucking lizards and then just went right back inside. So I'm fucking... In the water, doing my thing, just cooling off, you know what I mean? Just trying to enjoy the keys while I'm there. Then this young couple, uh, I see them coming down with kayak paddles and um, life jackets and shit. And notice that they're taking the these kayaks out. You can like rent these kayaks and uh, uh, paddle boards and shit from the hotel. So I'm like, you know what, bro? These motherfuckers got the right idea. So I fucking take my ass inside real quick. Um, rent me a paddle board, or the paddle, really. They have the boards and the kayaks out there, but you got to go get the paddles and the life jacket. So I rent a paddle board and just kind of cruise around, you know what I'm saying? 
I had time to kill. It was a beautiful morning. Fucking sun was out. It's the Keys, so I mean the water's relatively calm. Like I said, it's the Gulf side. So I was just cruising around, dude. There was like a couple shipwrecks that I fucking just cruised up to. You know what I mean? Mad wildlife. Fucking these big-ass iguanas, dude. I forgot. You motherfuckers got those iguanas down there. Goddamn mini Godzillas. Godzilla in this bitch. I saw a bunch of fish, you know, birds and stuff. They said there was manatees sometimes, but I didn't see any manatees, unfortunately. But yeah, bro, it was just a good vibe, you know what I mean? Just fucking take advantage of the small things that count, you know what I mean? Uh, but that was the end of the trip, pretty much. I headed out from there. On my way back, uh, my my homeboy Shane lives in lives near Miami, so I'd hit him up. Um, just I know he's usually out in the field doing work shit, so I hit him up, see if he wanted to grab lunch or whatever. And we agreed to grab lunch over at Wynwood. So I go over there, park and shit. And then he hits me up again. Yo, I just got hit with this fucking other work call. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. So unfortunately, we didn't get to meet up. But much love to Shane. You know, still made the effort. It's my boy. Um, But I was already there and I had to piss like a motherfucking racehorse. So your boy jetted to the nearest toilet. Yeah, me relieved my fucking bladder and then yeah i bought the parking spot for an hour you know essentially my lunch break so i just fucking walked around winwood got some food checked out some art yeah man it was fucking it's a good time man and then hauled ass back here and now here i am i'm surprised i'm awake right now doing this fucking podcast i'm probably just delirious so that's the only you know but i don't know i got rook back yeah you know i mean we back in this mug back in the oh you heard so, and that's, yeah, I didn't mean to blab on about that, but I feel like just in the past two days, it's felt like a week, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's been a week since I talked to you guys, so a lot of shit to catch up on, yeah, I mean. That being said, this might be a long episode, because I think we do have a good bit of topics today, too. So, better buckle your motherfucking seatbelt, you're... I guess first things first, um, since we already kind of mentioned the weather shit in the central part of the country, especially with Texas, supposedly they have power and water and stuff back now, thank God, but what I was hearing on the radio was, I guess the main issue with Texas, or the main issue with what happened with the storm, is A, all of their weather equipment isn't winterized um like supposedly there are uh what do you call it windmills in the fucking in the coldest parts of the world but they're just winterized so they work fine and i guess texas you know normally being a hot state didn't consider that so that was one issue and then another thing they were saying i was listening to npr they were talking about all this shit the other thing they were saying was Texas supposedly is the only state in the United States that doesn't, it basically is on its own energy grid. It doesn't share any, basically any resources with neighboring states. So not only has it isolated itself from energy sharing and whatever you call it, but I guess it's also a very competitive field. And I mean, when they were talking about it, my brother worked in energy in Texas, in Houston, which is a fairly industrial city. 
So it actually makes sense. But <clears throat> I had just never heard this shit before. So supposedly these companies, rather than trying to offer the best service possible, they're all simply trying to outdo each other, basically lowball each other and just offer the cheapest service, which essentially, you know, there's zero incentive to to provide good service, only cheap, affordable service, so people will buy their shit. I don't really know much about Texas, so I'm just just telling you what I hear, you know what I'm saying? I was also reading that a lot of ranchers were having trouble keeping their livestock alive, which makes sense. Um, if there's not enough barn space, or maybe just the infrastructures aren't built to withstand this kind of cold, the animals could freeze to death, hypothermia or whatever the case is. So that obviously is going to hurt industry, money, the economy, you know, everything that the fucking government gives a shit about. And then kind of going back to just the the state sharing stuff, they were also saying on NPR that I guess Florida and Georgia, they're going to the Supreme Court about essentially a water dispute. Florida's claiming that Georgia uses too much water in times of drought and Georgia's saying, well, due to our immense agricultural industry, we need this water. And I didn't realize this this kind of shit happened. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally two states fighting at, you know, like two little grade kids, grade school kids. Fucking, but I, you know, I need this, but I need this. You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking share, dog. What the fuck? I didn't realize all that shit, man. It's fucking crazy times right now. And then speaking of crazy times, I'm sure you heard of fucking, what's his name? Teddy, Teddy boy down there, Ted Cruz, literally in the middle of his state falling apart, mad people dying and freezing to death. This dude fucking took a family vacation to Mexico to like Cancun or some shit or Cabo or whatever. Like, bro, what? What? Got me fucked up, dude. You just gonna fucking dish the people out here? I mean, there was obviously mad jokes going around, you know, on Twitter and shit, saying, like, families who wanted to cross the border into Texas from Mexico just to provide a better life for their family, you know, were denied by Cruz and Trump and all these fucks. And then, you know, when Cruz, quote-unquote, wants to provide a better life for his family, he flees to Mexico. Like, just the irony in that is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, man. He just keeps showing time and time again that he's a piece of shit. Uh, you know, he naturally came up with some some little story or sorry attempt at justification for trying to flee to Mexico in the middle of this fucking crisis. Um, but yeah. And then I guess Biden, speaking of crisis, Biden finally declared what was going on a major disaster. I don't know if like, he or FEMA stepped in at all to do anything about it. Texas is a weird state, man. Like, I also learned just by my brother and them living there that I guess I should... <laughs> I guess I should have remembered this from history class, but A, my memory's horrible. B, I was never a fan of history. I guess Texas, it's written in, like, the Constitution because that was... Uh, man, I'm gonna fuck this up so bad. Remember the... The Alamo, you know that shit, man? When we acquired Texas and whatnot. I don't know. Supposedly, they kept it in there like they have their own constitution or something. And they kept it in there that they can recede from the U.S. at any time. 
Is that true? Let me look this shit up so I don't sound like a fucking idiot, even though I do sound like an idiot. Okay. Texas is a free and independent state subject only to the Constitution of the United States. Oh. <laughs> and the maintenance of our free institutions and the perpetuity of the union depend on the preservation of the right of local self-government unimpaired by all the states. Okay, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm pretty sure... I'm not going to spend a ton of time looking for this shit, but I'm pretty sure they more or less reserve the right to just leave whenever the fuck they want. You can d- check me on that, fact check me, and fucking hit me up on the email to realkpodcast.gmail.com. Alright? Because <laughs> I'm wrong a lot, alright? But I think that's true. I believe that's true. And then... Speaking of that, speaking of everything with Texas and whatnot, let me play you this fucking video. It's kind of long, so I might cut some of this stuff out. But I found this video where this dude, um, his name is Matthew Cook. What is his title? I don't know. But he explains this. I guess he's like an author or whatever. I I don't know, man. I'm sorry, but... (laughs) This guy, Matthew Cook, explains what happened in Texas in great detail. It's kind of long, so I might edit it down, but we'll see. The great state of Texas got hit with freezing temperatures and snow last week. There were some counties that reached a low of negative 19 degrees Fahrenheit. That's when the power went out. And millions of people got cut off from their electricity and their heat. Water systems in over 140 counties got compromised, and so dozens have died that we know of so far, from hypothermia, from carbon monoxide poisoning, because they were scrambling to get heat from their cars. There's an 11-year-old boy who froze to death in his own bed because it was nine degrees outside and his home didn't have heat or gas. The power grid's finally coming back online, but right now, as of this moment, tens of thousands of outages remain, and there are millions of people in a life and death situation facing food and water shortages. This is an infrastructure catastrophe. It was predicted, and it was preventable. This is what happens when a legislature is allowed to dismantle the government and let the so-called free market run amok. Texas has something called a wholesale energy market where power providers get to compete against each other to provide electricity to customers. But because it's deregulated, there's no requirements for emergency protections and consistency of service. So there's zero incentive to provide the best service, just the cheapest. So even though there was fair warning of severe weather events, even though Texas has experienced weather-related blackouts in the past, these companies did a cost-benefit analysis and found that doing the wrong thing would be the most profitable, so they didn't bother to winterize their equipment. The president and CFO of one of these gas companies made their priorities very clear. He said during a phone call with his investors, this week is like hitting the jackpot. Because some energy customers got charged $6,000 for a few days of electricity. Because of scarcity of supply. Because a critical mass of coal and nuclear and natural gas facilities, which provide the majority of Texas power, were offline because they couldn't withstand the cold and the surging demand. Making matters worse, Texas is the only state in the mainland USA whose power grid 
isn't connected to neighboring states, cutting it off from access to help. Texas Governor Greg Abbott went on Fox News and just lied. He blamed the Green New Deal and windmills themselves for freezing, even though turbines in the Arctic Circle are working just fine because they're winterized. There it is. Even though windmills were not responsible for the vast majority of the outages. That this Texas senator, the seditious Ted Cruz, fled to Mexico for a vacation during this crisis, it doesn't just demonstrate his callous disregard for the people that he claims to fight for, but that the losers of this fantasy cult game that they're all selling are real-life people who got left to burn down their own houses for heat. Meanwhile, the Green New Deal proponent Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez raised millions in emergency funds for Texas from her own constituents. Laudable. It's not a long-term solution. This is going to happen again, and it's going to get worse, because we've got two clear and present dangers that intersect. We have the climate crisis and an infrastructure crisis. We're the richest country in the world. We should have the highest quality, most top-of-the-line, nationally coordinated clean energy grid that runs smoothly no matter the threat because it protects our people. That's the Green New Deal. And anybody opposing that has no business in public service because they're not working for you. That was Matthew Cook. Just funny, I went to school with a kid named Matt Cook. Shouts to Matt Cook. <laughs> yeah, so I guess maybe I was confusing that guy's speech with, um, I think the NPR stuff that I was listening to was just about the water. But yeah, either way, man, I mean, you get the gist, you know what I'm saying? It's fucked up out there. So prayers to Texas, man, prayers to anybody, any state, any person affected by this crazy winter storm that came through, you know what I mean? That's what I was saying, like, I was trying to bitch about the keys, and I said, you know what? Stop being a bitch, Dunn. There's people out there really fucked up right now, so prayers to them, man. But let's see, what else we got here? Oh, yeah. Uh, Snowfall's coming back to FX on the 24th, which is fucking today. That's awesome. So Snowfall's back, baby! I know I mentioned Snowfall in here before. I think this will be season three or four. I can't remember. But I'll definitely be tuned in. Snowfall on FX. You wait. Also, real quick, man. I know I mentioned. Oh, yeah. Well, also, real quick, before the real quick. (laughs) Still on the weather stuff. The U.S. also rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement, which is fucking huge news. Um, I think I might have. Yeah. I took a little screenshot of this article from last week. It says, The U.S. on Friday officially rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said in a statement. On his first day in office, President Biden signed an executive order that set the country on track to rejoin the global accord, but it it took 30 days for the country to formally re-enter. Climate change and science diplomacy can never again be add-ons in our foreign policy discussions, Blinken said in a statement. 
Addressing the real threats from climate change and listening to our scientists is at the center of our domestic and foreign policy priorities. Under the Paris deal, the world's countries agree to attempt to limit the planet's warming to less than 2 degrees Celsius below pre-industrial levels, with the further goal of limiting warming to 1.5 degrees. The Trump administration pulled the U.S. out of the agreement, arguing that it was burdensome for business and workers. But Biden has stressed that he sees an opportunity for jobs as the country moves toward clean energy. He has also argued that climate change is among several crises the country currently faces. Special Envoy John Kerry will be leading much of the administration's climate diplomacy, including at a United Nations conference set for November in Scotland, where countries will formally adopt more stringent climate commitments. Former President Obama set the goal of reducing the U.S. emissions by between 26 and 28 percent compared to 2005 levels by 2025. The U.S. has not increased its commitment since Obama joined the agreement, while other countries have set more ambitious goals. The United Kingdom and the European European Union have said they would reduce their emissions by 68% and 40% respectively, below 1990 levels by 2030. You see what I'm saying about these articles being worded? Am, am I just dis, dyslexic or something, bro? What? What if I found out I was dis... All right, so what's the word for when you can't speak? I may not be dyslexic, but I definitely can't fucking speak. Speech impediment? Stuttering Stanley? <laughs> stuttering Stanley. Damn, am I stuttering Stanley now? <laughs> am I fucking stuttering Stanley, done? What the hell? <laughs> anyway, Biden administration officials have said that they will announce updated goals before a summit on Earth Day this year. And I believe Earth Day is April like 24th or something like that. I know it's in April. So yeah, back in the fucking Paris Agreement, you heard? Uh, yeah, shout out to Biden. <laughs> so what was I saying earlier? Oh yeah, real quick, man. I know I mentioned the See The Thing Is podcast on here before on the JBN. And, you know, my favorite, uh, not character because they're real people, but my favorite host, hostess, I guess, maybe, Olivia. She fucking left the show, dog. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if you were checking it out anyway, but yeah, she left the show. And honestly, I kind of stopped watching the show because of that. I'm not going to lie. I ain't even going to lie, bruh. Damn, I'm fucking shedding like a motherfucker. For any people who haven't seen me, I have long ass hair. My shit is just shedding like crazy. But anyway... Off topic. Um, yeah, shouts to Olivia. I hope she's doing all right. I mean, I know she's doing all right, but um, I hope that show's doing all right. I don't know why I brought that up. 
<laughs> All right, I think everything else we have from here on out pretty much is music. So first things first, man. First things first. Yeah, I try to make a next motherfucking scene up in and chew me on some hot nigga. Like I talk to Shy, see when I shot niggas. Like you seen him twirl, then he dropped nigga. And we keep the mind millies on my block nigga. And Mate keep it on him, he done drop niggas. And he be wildin', he some hot nigga Tones known to get busy with them clocks, nigga Try to run down and you can catch a shot, nigga Running through these checks till I pass out And shorty give me neck till I pass out I swear to God, all I do is cash out And if you ain't a hoe, get up on my trap house I've been selling classes like the fifth grade Really never made no difference with the shit made Jaja told me flip them packs and how to maintain Get that money back and spend it on the same thing Shorty like the way that I ball out, ball out. I be getting money till I fall out, fall out. You talking cash, dog, I go all out Shorty love the way that I floss out Free greasy them, let all of my dogs out Mama said no pussy cats inside my dog house That's what got my daddy locked up in the dog pound Free fan on them, let all of my dogs out We gon' pull up in that that we cops on them with them 16s, we gon' put some shots on them. Send a little dot, send a drop on them. She gon' call me up and I'ma sip the hot sauna. Grimy Savage, that's what we are. <laughs> yeah. Welcome home, Bobby Schmurdo. Yeah, man. In case you didn't know, Bobby Schmurda came home. I think yesterday, maybe even today. I think it was yesterday, though. So I'm not going to lie, like I know all the details of the case, but I know Bobby Schmurda had gone to jail, and his, I don't even remember the dude's name, but his homie had also gotten locked up, and basically they were trying to get Bobby to snitch on his boy, and we're going re- to reduce his time, or I don't know. He, he somehow hooked his boy up and got, I'm going to look it up, man. Let me just look this shit up. Let me look this shit up so I don't sound like a fucking idiot. Alright. This shit says Bobby Schmurda's case, a timeline. Let's read this shit. Okay. On December 17th, 2014, just nine days after performing his Hot 100 Top 10 hit on Jimmy Kimmel Live, New York police officers arrested Schmurda along with 14 other members of GS9, an East Flatbush-based gang and the rapper's record label, on charges of conspiracy, reckless endangerment, and gun possession outside Quad Studios. Schmurda had been behind bars ever since for the last six years, but the latest report... Oh, okay. It said a timeline. What the fuck? Where's the timeline at? Okay. So he's arrested December 17th, 2014 December 18, 2014 Schmurda pleads not guilty to gun and drug charges January 19, 2015 
Shmurda Rowdy Rebel, that's the other dude's name. Shmurda Rowdy Rebel and GS9 plead not guilty to all charges. February 4th, 2015, his bail package gets withdrawn, extending his stay in jail. February 7th, 2015, Shmurda tells Billboard about life in jail. I don't give a fuck about that. June 16th, his trial date is set. June 16th, 2015, his trial date is set after he rejects a plea deal. I think that's what it was. Um, the Schmoney Dance creator, Rebel, and their GS9 crew appeared in Manhattan Supreme Court again to receive a collective court date of October 5th. Schmurter's attorneys previously refused an eight-year plea deal he was offered. Schmurter and his girl, uh, July 23rd, 2015, Schmurter and his girlfriend plead not guilty to smuggling him a knife in prison. October 5th, Shmurda loses another bail bid. December 2nd, okay. December 3rd, 2015, he's denied bond for the sixth sixth time. December 16th, 2015, Martin Shkreli offers to bail out Shmurda. For those who don't know, Martin Shkreli, I know I mentioned that a Mike's and Men thing on here. If you haven't watched that, it mentions him on there. He... Martin Shkreli's this fucked up piece of shit that bought the one of one exclusive Wu Tang album and then like basically held it hostage. But not only that's not why he's a piece of shit. He's really a piece of shit because he's the dude who fucking jacked up what was it like a AIDS medication that people needed or some shit? Jacked up the prices for these pills for no reason just to get fucking rich or I don't even know just because he's a fucking piece of shit. But actually, I didn't even, um, I, I didn't know about this. Let me read this. It says, the CEO, yeah, here we go. Martin Shkreli, the CEO of Turing Pharmaceuticals, otherwise known as Pharma Bros, tells Hip Hop DX that he wanted to help out a fellow Brooklyn native. I really don't want to hear what Martin Shkreli had to say. Oh, shit, that's hilarious. All right, so Screlly, there's this long quote from Screlly about how they're both from Brooklyn and he's got his back even though he's, fuck you, Screlly. Um, but then right after that, it says, unfortunately for Shmurda, Screlly was arrested by the FBI one day, after, one day following the interview's publication and charged with securities fraud. Yeah, because I think Screlly's still in prison. It does, sucks for Shmurda, but he's out now, so fuck you, Screlly. Big up, Shmurda. Uh, January 11, 2016... Um, Shmurda's attorney questions detectives' credibility in court hearing. This, oh, this is giving a lot of ir- irrelevant dates. Oh, shit, okay. May 2nd, 2016, Shmurda sues the NYPD for alleged false arrest on gun and drug charges from separate 2014 incident. Court date gets postponed again. September 9th, 2016, Shmurda accepts plea deal. After previously refusing an eight-year plea deal in June 2015, Shmurda Rebel and a third co-defendant, Nicholas McCoy, accept a plea deal from the prosecution in a Manhattan Supreme Court hearing agreeing to serve seven years in prison rather than risk trial, which has been scheduled to, to begin jury selection three days later on September 12th. The three 
pled guilty to fourth-degree conspiracy to criminally possess a weapon and second-degree criminal possession, criminal weapons possession, which concurrently carry a sentence of seven years. Under the terms of the deal, Schmerda isn't allowed to appeal but receives credit for time served, which was nearly two years at this point, leading five years remaining on his sentence. Officially sentenced for Schmerda, Rebel, and McCoy is set for... Oh, yeah, because this was back in 2016. So... Uh, he explains why he, took the plea why he took the plea deal. Sentenced to seven years. Uh, this really just shoot all the way back to the top. Come on, man. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah, it's a bunch of just random denied parole again, all this stuff, given a new maximum sentence expiration date of uh, December 2021. And then January 4th, 2021, he's reportedly granted conditional release in February. Which, yeah. So, yeah, he was... The latest report of Schmurter's long-awaited long release states that he's been granted conditional release from the Clinton Correctional Facility on February 23rd, 2021, while his release date remains set for the end of the year. Time Allowance Committee, which consists of prison staff, came to this decision that restored his previously lost good time off his maximum sentence. If released, or he was released, so Schmurter is under parole supervision but bad behavior could nullify his early conditional release and he will serve the remainder of his sentence under community supervision all right so yeah he's out man welcome home to schmoda also big shout out to to jay-z um he just did a big deal with hennessy i believe yeah, it says Louis is it Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy has acquired half ownership of Jay-Z's Ace of Spades champagne brand. Jay-Z is popping more than bottles with his latest business move. <laughs> it's a great start. The hip-hop mogul and luxury goods giant LVMH are 50-50 partners in his popular champagne brand Armand de Brignac also known as Ace of Spades. Uh, on Monday, the brand's official Twitter page made the announcement of the pact referencing a shared vision between both entities. Sean J... This is from Armand de Brignac. <laughs> this is from their, their Twitter. Uh, Sean J.Z. Carter is pleased to announce a partnership with Moet Hennessy as they acquire a 50% stake in Armand de Brignac. <laughs> the partnership of uh, excuse me, the partnership reflects a shared vision between Moet Hennessy and Sean Jay-Z Carter for the future of this iconic Maison. LVMH, which stands for Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. <laughs> I don't know where that accent came from. Uh, is the French... So yeah, let's redo that. Louis Vuitton Mouet Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> the best French accent I got, bruh. My bad. 
is the French Empire that owns high-end champagne brands such as Dom Perignon and Moet and Chandon. You can tell how little I know about fucking wine and champagne and shit. The terms of the deal were not disclosed. The rapper who was born, Sean Corey Carter, famously boycotted Cristal in 2006 after the company's head, Frederick Razad, made disparaging remarks about the champagne's popularity within the hip-hop community. Jay-Z used his influence to launch Armand de Brignac and featured the signature Ace of Spades bottle in the 2006 music video for Show Me What You Got, with the prices ranging between $300 and $64,999. For a 30-liter Midas bottle. What the fuck? The business-savvy Brooklyn native acquired the brand in 2014. According to a statement, Jay-Z said that LVMH, which seemingly has an all-white leadership team, will give Armand de Brignac the (laughs) commercial power it needs to grow and flourish even further word man so yeah shouts to jay shouts to hove you heard turn my music high 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 yeah you don't know what you're doing sure i do I'm from the streets where the hood swallow on me, bullets will follow on me. There's so much coke that you can run the slalom, and cops comb this shit top to bottom. They say that we are prone to violence, but it's home sweet home, where personalities clash and chrome meets chrome. The coke prices up and down like it's Wall Street home, but this is worse than the Dow Jones. Your brains are now blown all over that brown brome, one slip you are now gone. Welcome to hell where you are welcome to sell But when them shells come, you better return them All scars, we earn them All cars, we learn them Like the back of our hand We watch for cops hopping out the back of van Wear a G on my chest, I don't need that but damn This ain't a sewn outfit, Holmes Holmes is about it Was clapping them flamers before I became famous For playing me, y'all shall forever remain nameless I am home Sure I do. I tell you the difference between me and them. They trying to get they ones. I'm trying to get them M's. One million, two million, three million, four. In just five years, forty million more. You are now looking at the forty million boy. I'm raping Def Jam till I'm the hundred million man. R O C. I swear you're wrong. I came into this motherfucker hundred grand strong. Nine to be exact, from grinding cheap packs. Put this shit in motion, ain't no rewinding me back. Could make 40 off a brick, but one rhyme could beat that. And if somebody would have told him that hoe would sell clothing, not in this lifetime. Wasn't in my right mind. That's another difference that's between me and them. I smarten up, open the market up. One million, two million, three million, four. In 18 months, 80 million more. Now add that number up with the one I said before. You are now looking at one smart black boy. Mama ain't raised no fool. Put me anywhere on God's green earth. I triple my worth, motherfucker. Will not lose. Put something on it. I sell ice in the winter. I sell fire in hell. Ho! 
Yeah, I mean, shouts to the to the Don. Yeah, I mean, not Don Perignon, but Don Hove. I mean, yeah, man, that's that's big shit, big moves. I also wanted to shout out Jim Jones, the official fucking official weatherman now of Revolt TV. He's been doing these funny little videos on his IG for a while of just weather reports. You know what I mean? Living in New York, it gets super fucking snowy and cold as shit. But I guess that somehow morphed into him being the official weatherman of Revolt TV. So shouts to Jim Jones. I also saw this video he put out um, about Backwoods and how shitty they are. And it's I was showing my homie who smokes backwoods, and it's like he was complaining basically out of the pack of five that cost eight dollars in New York and California and shit, you get literally one cigar or blunt that's gonna work. You know what I mean? Honestly, that was partially the reason I stopped smoking backwoods so long ago. I'd just been on papers for a while, but. Yeah, I thought that shit was funny, man. He straight up called out Backwood, tagged him and everything. I guess he said they had a meeting together, supposedly, and they thought they were going to resolve it, and they never did, so he was pretty heated. Actually, let me, uh, yeah, I can just pull that shit up. What am I doing? Fuck am I doing, OV? Let's see. Capo. I guess he was, because he also lives in Jersey. He was talking about weed officially is... Uh, legal now in, in New Jersey. Let me see if I can find this video. Backwards. We had a conversation and you lied to me. The conversation we had was before the year 2021 hit. You said that you was working on a new uh, leaf, a uh, new dark premium leaf or whatever it was. Well, this shit ain't working. Everything is still light skinned and I feel like you're lying to us and then bamboozling us for the money. What is this shit you expect us to smoke backwards? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Somebody inform me as to what backwards is the fuck doing. We need a new, we need a new, we need a new company to smoke on. Please, somebody let me know what we smoking next. Cause backwards is fucking up. And they trying to take all our money. It's just $8 a pack and you only get one joint to roll. This shit is thinner than bamboo paper. This shit finna blow away in the backwards. Y'all better holler at me. Else we, else we gonna attack y'all. Promise you. <laughs> so yeah, there you heard it from Capo. That shit, yeah. I mean, like I said, that's I stopped smoking those a while back. At least, yeah. I mean, I stopped buying them. Right? <laughs> but yeah, man. Shouts to Jim Jones. Yeah, I mean, big moves at Revolt. And then last thing I think on music that we got here is Daft Punk broke up after 30 years. I didn't realize they were making music for 30 years. But I also didn't really listen to their music much. But it was the two dudes who were in like the spacesuits. it looked like. It was like a spacesuit meets a motorcycle suit kind of shit. But yeah, I guess they broke up. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, much love to Daft Punk. Hopefully they're straight, you know what I mean? I don't even know what their music sounds like, but I'm pretty sure it's like techno if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Daft Punk. Ding, ding, ding. 
Um, damn, a lot of this shit's featuring. I want just your shit, you son of a bitch. I'm gonna go to their top. Their top song without featuring anybody's called. Oh, is this one more time? Is this the shit I'm thinking of? I knew the first one. Okay, so I do know a little bit of Daft Punk out here. But yeah, I guess they broke up after 30 years, man. I don't know why. So much love to them, man. Hope they're both good. Probably just sick of it, I guess. 30 years. I don't know. That seems like it'd be the easiest to mu- easiest music to make. In, not to make, to make the music, but that seems like it'd be almost the best music to do right now during this pandemic shit. Because... I feel like those live stream shows would be kind of fire. Some live some, you, some live stream stuff isn't going to translate, but I feel like the house kind of techno shit actually might work out. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess they broke up. So, shouts to Daft Punk, man. I think that was it for music. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was... Naomi Osaka beating Serena in what was it the the U.S. Open? I always get the golf and the tennis like open names confused. Let me see what we got over Australian Open. Oh no, it was the U.S. Open. Wait, was it both? I guess it was the Australian Open. But yeah, so Osaka beat Serena, or Naomi beat Serena, and this could potentially be like the changing of the guard. I feel like Serena's been an unstoppable force in women's tennis for so long, and now Naomi Osaka comes through and says, scoot on over, make some room for the new queen, you understand? So yeah, shouts to Naomi Osaka. She won over Serena 6-4 to four in the last set, I think. Yeah, the first set was 6-3, to three, and then she won the second set 6-4. to four. So, yeah, man. I mean, shouts to Serena, too, but shouts to Naomi taking home that W, you heard? But I believe that was the last thing we had today. Read the list real quick. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's going to wrap up episode 32 in Stan K Podcast. Um, I'm surprised I made it all the way through, dude. I'm fucking exhausted. Fucking exhausted. But, um, yeah, man, much love to you guys. Appreciate you listening like always. And as always, man, if you could fucking like, subscribe, share, and fucking comment and tell me how fucking cool my videos are. <laughs> Ah, oh, man. Nah, I mean, this one's not even a video. But fuck it. You know what I mean, bro. Do your boy solid, you understand? And as always, 
Stay safe, man. Stay smart. Stay sexy. And stay tuned, okay? We gonna be back soon with some good shit for that ass. Until then, much love. I don't even know where Rook is, to be honest with you. Fucking probably sleep on the couch. She's like, this fool talking into a goddamn mic again. I'm so bored of this shit. (laughs) I feel you, Rue. But yeah, man, much love to you guys. This is gonna wrap up episode 32, okay? Peace out. Go motherfucking kill some shit. Not literally, I mean go. I mean, go achieve your goals out there. Make today your bitch. (laughs) Peace. Okay,